Uh, hello, listeners out there, and uh, welcome to Coffee with Doc. We've got a, a, a great guest today. Uh, very fortunate to connect with him, and hopefully everything goes well. Uh, he, This young man is, well, not young anymore, I guess. Uh, he's coming from um, Southern Australia. So why don't you uh, tell us who you are and when you um, graduated from Sturgis High School? Yeah, thanks, Doc. Um, my name is Brennan Jackson. Um, graduated from high school in 1996, the class of 96. So many years ago now, mate. So I'm uh, cracked the big four zero and feeling old. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, when you get chronologically challenged like that, <laughs> you, uh, you know, it, it happens. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, so tell us. Um, how did you get? How did you get to the United States? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty, um, pretty long story, really. It's all probably grew up. I grew up in a small town um, in northern Western Australia. It's probably what you consider the true outback. Um, it's a pretty remote town. Uh, it was a town of uh, two thousand people. Um, the closest towns probably in that area was a little place called Wyndham, which is. Well, I've done my homework here for Doc. I've um, made it all miles and so, so you guys can understand. So I've translated it all to your language. Um, this Wyndham was about 70 miles away from Karanara. That was the closest town we had. There's only about 1,000 people there. Um, you know, just to give an idea of the other towns, Horse Creek was, you know, um, two, 230 miles away and that was 1,500 people. And the closest city was Darwin, which is probably a town similar to size to Kalamazoo or Grand Rapids. And that was uh, about 600 miles away. So, uh, a lot of kids in my sort of era, because Kandahar was only pretty established in the late 60s, so it was pretty new. So a lot of kids my age went to boarding school. Um, the government did these subsidised uh, airfares and um, some school fees, and uh, a lot of our kids in my year went to boarding school in Perth, which is um, over 2,000 miles away from home. So yeah. an opportunity um, probably arose through um, connections with my brother. brother played... Um, uh, professional basketball in Australia, and uh, his sort of agent coach he was an American, and he had some contacts in the uh, Pacific School Exchange Program. Um, so, just in conversations with him, he just sort of um, just said, "You guys, an opportunity." He sent a couple of kids over already to the states, and he asked me if I was interested to pop over, and uh, you know, I was all for it. I thought it was a great opportunity. Um, had to write a little letter or application to send through and it was a bit of a resume. Um, and luckily, I um, well, actually wasn't supposed to go to Sturgis, so I actually got accepted to go to a small town in um, Alabama. Uh, this uh, high, yeah, the Pacific School um, Exchange lady sort of handpicked my letter out of a group of letters. Um, probably what happens when someone else writes your letter for you, you sound a lot more educated than what you actually are. And, <laughs> My sister um, rewrote my letter, so it sounded a bit more educational and not so probably retarded is probably the right word, um, not the right word, but um, yeah, so she picked me out, but um, she sort of gave the um, saying, oh, you know, similar similar sort of set up, set up to Kununara because Kununara, you know, was uh, averaged 102 in summer and 88 in winter. It's a pretty remote sort of place, and this place in Alabama was really remote. And uh, so I was, and she's saying it's similar and that, and I just sort of said to her, look, I appreciate the opportunity, but if I'm going to come somewhere from the other side of the world, I want to experience a different culture, a different, complete different sure. 
um, environment. And she, so she went, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I'd love to go see the snow and stuff like that. So she um, replaced me to Sturgis and the rest is history. Haven't looked back and loved the place. So, so that's how well, we have about. snow. There's no doubt. We, yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. we got your snow. Yeah. Plenty of that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you stayed with Tim and, Tim and Lori Miller, right? No, I stayed with the Miracle family, uh, Mike Miracle. Um, oh, okay. Darryl, Miracle. Darryl. Okay. Yep. okay. So, uh, made the big trip over the States. Um, it was a 30 hour trip for me. So they fly from Perth to Sydney, um, Sydney to LA, LA to Chicago, Chicago to the Grand Rapids. And mm-hmm. I had some, um, quite big what layovers. I think, um, I think we looked at the cheapest flights. So I had, you know, four or five hour wait over in LA and four or five wait over, hour wait over in Chicago. So the time I got to Grand Rapids is 30 hours of travel um, and being a young 17-year-old, I was pretty nervous and, uh, you know, pretty excited at the time, so I didn't, didn't sleep much on the plane. So the time I got to Grand Rapids, I, um, I was pretty buggered and uh, Larry and Cheryl mm-hmm. Miracle came pick me up with Mike and they brought a fella called, um, he actually interviewed him the other day, Trent Miller with him and Trent, it's quite funny because Trent wouldn't shut up in the car like, and here I am in the back seat just crashing and uh trance is firing away these questions and he couldn't understand what i was uh-huh. saying so he was he was answering the questions and he wasn't even listening to the answer and firing another question and yeah i think larry and cheryl felt sorry for me but now everyone knows trance trance a top fella and so that was my welcoming to uh to america yeah the miracles miracle family put me up and uh came over for a year and i uh, ended up staying for three so nice yeah. nice well well we're fortunate that uh, that you uh, ended up in Sturgis. There's no doubt about that. And the impact that you had on our so on my career was tremendous. Um, um, being um, in in nine, 1993, being in it in um, the World University Games, and in 1996 at the Olympics, um, I was fortunate enough in both of those venues to be associated with the Australian athletes. So. I kind of had an idea um, about how you were raised and, yeah. you know, that type of thing. So it kind of kind of helped. And I thought you and I had a pretty good uh, pretty good relationship there. Yeah, so. I, I still remember the first time I met you, Doc. Um, I went to football training. Um, actually, Trent dragged me along just to, you know, I was encouraged by the miracles to go before uh, school started. So I actually went to, I think it was camp or pre-season, whatever you call it, and team photo day. And Trent dragged me along and, um, everyone was sort of you know, had an opportunity to try and have a crack at that sport and met you for the first time. And I remember Ron Reardon um, asking, oh, do you play football? And I sort of turned around and said, oh, I'll play Aussie rules and rugby. And uh-huh. it, and he looked at you like, yeah, whatever. And then you just gave the thumbs up. So I think <laughs> so I think your your knowledge of Australian sports sort of got me the, the green light to have a crack at football with Ron Reardon's team. And yeah, that was, that was a good experience. Yes, it's uh, yeah. It was it was a pleasure to to uh, to work with you. Um, not only in a football field, but you played basketball also, didn't you? Yeah, played a little bit of um, basketball. So, uh, yep. Coach Miller Miller's team. So, yep, Coach Miller. Yep. yep. No, that was yep. a good experience. Um, you know, I feel blessed in a way because uh, I sort of, you know, you sort of come into a new place and. Um, it was hard in a way because there's you had tryouts and stuff like that, and I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously I'd have probably uh, Mike Groby at the time he got cut and I felt kind of bad 
that he came through the system with all the boys, like Andy Colesall and Joe Carey and Spencer Wickey. Yeah. These sort of fellas. So I saw, remember having a chat with Coach Miller and just sort of said, oh, look, I don't, I don't know how this is going to play out. Like, you know, I'm taking a spot of a kid that's come through the system. And But yeah. Coach, he assured me, he just said he actually put an extra spot on the roster so I wasn't taking anyone's spot. And right. Which I appreciated because, you know, I'd hate, hate to come to a new town and take some kid's um, dream away from me play varsity basketball so yeah that was a that was an awesome experience and yeah yeah like grateful to have that yeah awesome right and and uh and that's the connection there i remember with uh with tim and laurie miller that's that's uh, how you got close to them because you played basketball for tim right yeah yeah they were awesome they were uh obviously you know the miracle family was awesome being my host family but tim and um tim and laurie they they took me under their wing to a degree um right. Right. A lot of spent a lot of time with them and their family. Um, little the kids, um, Reagan, Courtney, and Drake, and yep, yep, did a bit of yep. did a bit of babysitting and stuff for them. And um, yeah, they they took me in the, under their wing and um, really made sure that I felt comfortable in the environment. And yep. you know, ever ever grateful for that. And I still still follow them on Facebook and all that sort of stuff, which yeah. is a good thing about social media these days. You can track what people are it's doing great. it's great isn't it it's it's, yeah. it's you know for your situation it's phenomenal nah, it's you know awesome. and we've had a, a lot of um a lot of um exchange students from different countries and i'm sure that they keep in touch with their families and their friends and it's kind of a neat thing and and uh you did you listen to the podcast with trent and scott james yeah i did actually i had a, had a those, guy, those guys those guys were a riot man that was yeah, that was, that was so i actually was just sitting there and just seeing myself these two blokes haven't changed <laughs> still <laughs> still a couple of kids at heart yeah so yeah. they sort of banter off each other those two which is quite funny so yeah, yeah they're, they're funny and i see them Yes, I bet it did, and that's that's one of the reasons for the podcast, you know, is for people to listen and go, "Hey, I remember, I remember him, and I remember her, and you know, the times that we had, and 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 even you know, the coaches and teachers are listening to this thing too, and and it makes them feel good that that they're remembered. Um, so, who do you remember at Sturgis uh, High School as far as teachers and coaches go? Oh, probably all of them. Really, they all had an impact in some way. Um, obviously coaches to start with in the football program I mean, that was the best thing about it being involved in the sports is that you got to right. got to meet some people you got to meet more students um you know the, to the first coaches you know ron, ron rear and, and coach Alts. you know they you know and plus yourself you know they sort of made me feel welcome um they probably put up with a fair bit trying to teach me as well like they um did a bit of extra above because i don't know anything about group american football and so they had to teach me for the um, the ground roots type thing, a um, bit of a cram session. So they they were awesome. They were very patient um, to make my experience more pleasurable, I suppose. Um, sure. sure. So they were good to start with. Um, you know, obviously Coach Miller and Bill Whiteley in the basketball program, um, uh-huh. they were awesome. I was probably probably also frustrating for them in times myself. Um, I probably frustrated them, but um, no, I um, appreciate everything they did for me and then. Um, obviously, in track and field, there was um, yep. Kent Roberts, Mr. Roberts, and um, yep. and obviously Coach Miller again. So obviously Miller had a, had a fair bit of involvement with Coach Miller over the over the year in in the sports. Um, teacher wise, I remember um, Bud Munson. I was he was very involved with me. Um, he was always checking in on me, and make sure I was okay, and um, I had a lot of a lot of long chats with Bud Munson. Uh-huh. Um, you know he still he still works for the school. He's a bus driver. Oh, does he? 
Really? Isn't it, it, it like, I don't know, like, I don't know, 50 or 60 years he's been working for the wow. Sturgis Public School? It's crazy. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. He's an amazing he's guy. Fame. He's Hall of Fame, isn't he? Isn't there, a school, isn't there a Sturgis Hall of Fame and he's in it? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. in it. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Nah, so he was awesome. Um, teachers wise, I mean, there's always that class favorite. And uh, this is what that listening to uh, the Trent's and Scott's podcast, and they've, they've probably got the same favorite teacher as me. I had um, Diane Gorsuch uh, for history. Uh, she she uh, was like a mother figure also for me. She sort of took me under her wing a little in a, in a way, um, kind of sport me in a, in a way too. Like every time we got caught talking, it was really it was the other person's fault, which was good. Uh, so she looked after me that way. Always moved the other kid, not me. Made me feel feel like I um, belonged there. And no, uh, she was she was awesome. Um, uh, English. There was an English teacher, Mrs. Miss Brand. She was she was good to me as also. She was she was like another uh, mother figure for me as there as well. So you now there was plenty of teachers that stand out. Um, you know, they all I mean, even the headmasters and the principal. Um, Newman and Meeks, they were good for to me as also. They always checked in on me to see how I was going, make sure um, I felt felt a part of it and wasn't getting left out, you know. Because I was a pretty sh- mm-hmm. I was a pretty shy kid, um, you know, and also you know being away from home and I think people probably felt sorry for me and to good degree being a bit shy and quiet. But right. um, yeah, everyone everyone in that school sort of uh, made my life really enjoyable and. Um, just great memories. I'll just, yeah, I'll oh, do it again, do it again uh, in a heartbeat, I'm mate. Glad. I'll do it in a heartbeat again. So, yeah, no, it's, it awesome. it's nice to hear. It's, it's nice to hear that, um, that we, uh, we all made you comfortable and certainly it was a pleasure to meet you and, and, uh, be around you and, and watch you perform and, and, um, watch you in the classroom. So what did you do after Sturgis high school? What ended up happening? Where did you go? Yeah. So Sturgis, um, it was quite good actually, because so Sturgis, I got a scholarship to go to Glen Oaks, um, okay. Glen Oaks Community College, and that's and that gave me an opportunity actually to stay. I sort of crashed into the Miracles basement, and that became my little den with uh, Mike Miracle. We sort of took over the basement there for another two years, so I sort okay. of went to Glen Oaks and um, played a bit of basketball there, which was great because uh, there's a lot of Sturgis um, expat high school kids there too, which was great. So. Um, uh, Andy Coles all got a scholarship also to Glen Oaks and played a couple of yep. years there. Um, in the girls' program, there was Christy Arkley and Casey Harmon. They played for the girls. So, you know, there was a good little mix there of kids that I knew. So it was it was great to get to know them, you know, develop those relationships better and stronger. And, uh, yeah, spent two years there, which was which was great. And, uh, gave me an opportunity to actually play another season of football. So I ended up going down to um, playing for the Indiana Invaders with Bob Murphy and that semi pro league. So okay. that was that was very enjoyable. So I um, okay. had a season of that playing once I learned what I was doing and you know, played a bit of tight end and punted for him. So that was that was a lot of fun. So nice. Yeah, it just extended the experience a little bit longer for the uh, good old US of A, which was which was nice. Right. So yeah, no, it was good. So got to uh, got to experience the snow a little bit for a few more years yet, mate. So I uh, got Fair bit of that snow fix I was after before I went over, which is which is good. Ended up in the ditch a few times in the car, so you know the <laughs> old the old the old black ice. Got to learn about that. So, 
especially in the uh the bomb i was driving i was driving around in this 400 piece of crap you know it had the yeah. suspension was um no good it was bouncing it hit a bump and it'll just bounce along and as it was yeah. bouncing along i was you know sparking the road was sparking you know the muffler was hitting the road and <laughs> so she was a ripper so yeah when i hit that black ice i went sliding a few times so i bet it's all yeah, part actually, of the journey you know it's yeah, all part of the journey actually got me benched in one of the games at Glen Oaks because I ended up in a ditch before we were on a road trip. And uh, <laughs> I think I had Colesville with me at the time. And we ended up in this ditch. It hit this black ice coming down this hill. And it took us for ages for someone to come past and pick us out and <laughs> end up being late. <laughs> and uh, Coach Profock at Glen Oaks wasn't very impressed and didn't didn't accept my excuse that we ended up in a ditch. And, <laughs> yeah, I got benched that game. So that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> six hours, six hours on a bus to sit on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, that happened, so it happened you... a few times because uh, I remember um, probably getting off track here a bit, but I remember being at Joe Carey's house one night. Um, uh-huh. Bit of a gathering, uh, you know, the college kids coming back. And that was a good thing about staying the extra couple of years at Sturgis, too. You know, all the boys coming back from, and girls coming back from college, and you used to gather. And the yeah. Carey's was a nice little place to gather. They had to get a bonfire and backyard there and um yeah i remember coming home one day and i don't know what happened i just got lost and uh ran out of fuel in the middle of the, middle of the night and uh because the, the car was a piece of crap it, I, I pranged it a couple of times so i couldn't and i pranged the um the fuel tank area so i couldn't fill it up all the way so I remember praying, and I didn't know how much fuel I had in this thing because the fuel gauge wouldn't work. And I got lost and ran out of fuel middle of the night, middle of the winter. And I remember just thinking to myself, you know, it's freezing cold. I was going, oh, you went through that moment to that, and you're thinking, is this it? Is this is this where my life is going to end? I'm freezing. <laughs> you know, actually, had a, I ended up walking, and I found this farmhouse and knocked on the door, and Probably, you know, there's a single lady. I probably freaked her out going, who's this guy? Got an accent, you know, middle of the night. And I was, and it's ended up somewhere outside of Bronson. So I don't know how I ended up there. And um, it's quite funny. The miracles after that gave me one of those survival packs, you know, the, the, the blankets that you can wrap yourself up to. And I made sure that was kept in my boot of my car. So if it ever happened again, I had this little survival kit there so I can wrap myself up and keep warm. So much appreciated. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. funny. One of those life and death moments, mate. Your life flashes past you and goes, this is it. <laughs> so when you knocked on that person's door, did they think like Crocodile Dundee was was, was there or what did they, yeah, what did I they say? I, I think she was a little bit freaked out because I, I don't think she um, – I mean, some people – I didn't think I could – I thought I spoke quite fluently and everyone could understand me, but I don't think she could understand me and I think she was half asleep as well and – lady i just you know i felt sorry for her and i was like i'm really sorry i just i don't know where i am and she was like looking at me weird going well, who are you just <laughs> <laughs> fall out of the sky or something you know yeah <laughs> that's a great story uh oh scary scary story yeah 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 well you you know you learned that again part of the adventure part of the journey yeah. so when did you end up back in australia so how did that all transpire yeah well Spent two years at Oaks, and then um, I was supposed to come back, and I was actually signed on to play again a, uh, a bit, two more years at Goshen, uh, Goshen College. But oh, went back, okay. yeah, went back to Australia to um, you know the summer holidays, see the family. Been been a couple of years before I'd seen them, so 
went back there to say hi to the mum and dad and the brother and sister. And um, yeah, I played a bit of footy in the off season there, just just locally, like Aussie rules, and um, got got talent spotted. So um, got an offer to play in Darwin um, in the city in the Northern Territory Football League. And I sort of had to weigh it up, and because um, Mike Miracle came over to Australia for a visit, and I was supposed to go back. Oh, with not him. kidding! Yeah, so mm-hmm. he came over for the summer, and we were supposed to, that was the plan. I was going to come back with him, and um, you know, go back to school. But you know, I just sort of say to Mike when he was over there that, yeah, mate, I'm not coming back. I'm uh, going to accept this mm-hmm. this offer to play Aussie Rules. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it was quite quite hard, you know, ringing up the Miracles after all that time, and to say, sure. look, you know, yeah, I'm not coming back, and uh, had all my clothes and stuff there, which I think everyone rated. I think I had all my Quicksilver jumpers and stuff that the boys went through. I reckon a couple of them got some good clothes out of it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I ended up, ended up staying in Australia and um, uh, yeah, played, a, played a season of football in Darwin and then um, got recruited from another team down here in Adelaide. So came down, down to Adelaide to keep playing footy and uh, – yeah, in the meantime, just got a got myself an apprenticeship um, to trade. Like a, I don't know if you guys do apprenticeships over in America, do you? Like a, you, you do a four year trade on the job site training. Okay. Yeah, so I did that as a plumber, plumber gas fitter. Okay. And uh, yeah, so sort of kept doing that. So I was still playing footy, and then uh, the body. I was about 22, 23 from memory, and I rec- the body just gave way. I just had multiple knee sure. problems, uh, back sure. problems. Sure. Sure. Uh, you could have been handy doc if you're in Australia. You could have been my personal doctor assistant, look after me a bit. But um, yeah, I just the body just collapsed on me, and uh, I was sort of oh, I bet. yeah, couldn't play sports from uh, or couldn't run pretty much from 23 onwards. So yeah, that's so. Um, but luckily, luckily I had the trade in the background, so I had the had right. a career out of it because we don't have that um, college system here in Australia where you can play sports and get a degree. So it's either Gotcha. You're either you're either playing sports or you're working here in Australia. So out of high school, you just you know you're either one or the other. So, which is a good thing about America. I love the way that they um, you know have that development for kids while they're playing sport, which is which is great. Which um, I think Australia should look into a bit more. But you know, stayed stayed in Adelaide, met a met a beautiful girl, and um, yeah. So the rest is history, I suppose. I'm still in still in Adelaide. Um, got the she put the anchor on me, so I couldn't travel around anymore. And uh, had two beautiful kids, and they're uh, four and two. And I'm sort of just based in based in Adelaide now, just plumbing away, um, working for a uh, quite a large plumbing company here in Adelaide, um, commercial mm-hmm. stuff, um, which is interesting. We um, our company sort of built the new stadium here, like football stadium. Uh, so I'm I'm in the office estimating, right, pricing up the work, which is good. Oh. Um, Nice. Yeah. So, the Sturgis education's paid off, eh? I can actually. I guess so. Yeah, I can actually, I do a bit so. of math and count. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does your wife do? Does she work or she stay home? Yeah, she's or? um she works for a company called um, Essient. They're a project management IT firm. Um, okay. So she's in the office there. She's uh, sort of like a bit of an all rounder. She's she was in there from the ground, the start of the company with um, the director. So. She was one of the originals, so she was a bit of a do-it-all. She was um, HR, she was accounts payable, she was wow. payroll, um, you know, EA. So that that's company, her company's grown to about 100 people now. So they're they're going well. She's working part time, but um, 
okay. they're pretty flexible yeah. with the kids, which helps, you know. Yeah. Helps a lot. Yeah. So well, it was just well, good about great. being in Adelaide too. The grandparents help out a bit. Her parents help out a fair bit. So, yeah. No, so you a, have some. So you have some family still there. Your your mum, dad, still there. Uh, mum, mum's in mum's in Perth. So she's two and a half thousand miles away. She's actually coming over today. She's flying to Fiji oh. for Christmas with her friends. So, she's oh great, stopping off, stopping off on the way in. So she's she's coming over. Um, dad passed away uh, about ten years ago. Ten. Oh, I'm sorry. Ago. No, that's all right. Um, so that so she's in Perth. They moved from Kununurra down to Perth because Dad got sick. So she um, she's living in Perth now. My sister's in Perth, and my brother's still up in Kununurra. So he's still living up in the uh, in the sticks. He loves it. Goes he does his fishing fix, and that sort of stuff. Fishing, camping. So yeah. So mum, mum, come up. I'll probably see mum. Being so far away, I'll probably see and just catch up with mum probably uh, twice a year, if that. Okay. Um, which is kind of hard, but you know I've sort of done it my whole whole life now that been a, the family's been spread we're pretty close family with social media it's pretty pretty handy you know you're sort of always on sure. facebook and that type of stuff so right right yeah but christy's family's here so that's great we go to her support um her grand her parents help out massively which i think you need these this day everyone needs to be working to get through which helps so it sounds it sounds to me like you got a great life down there and um you know when when People here in Australia, they always they always uh, think about you know Mick Dundee and and, and Wally <laughs> yeah. and you know yeah. and how 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 that movie portrayed the people from down under is is, is it anything yeah, well, like that you know mate, when, when you're at that's kind of our, that that scenery you see in Mick Dundee movie that is that's the scenery that you see in my hometown like it's just that that bushland okay pot. okay it's actually wasn't filmed. Well, I mean, I want to say it wasn't far away, but nothing's nothing's really that far when you're that remote. But it was only that that was actually filmed in the Northern Territory, which was only you know uh, three four hundred miles away from where I grew up. So that's actually the scenery. You know, that's I mean, we, we had Bitchman Rise Roads. That movie was a bit you know, sure, a bit made up into a degree. We had roads and stuff like that, where that was all dirt roads. But that that movie was pretty much how my um, you know that's how i grew up in that sort of um, environment you know in the the bushland that's you go camping you go fishing um wow. you know you, you had to respect the water because of the crocs uh sure you know, you sure you had to be careful in the bush because of the snakes that type of stuff but <laughs> you know you, you, you camp and you had to check your um you had to check your swags and make sure that there's no snakes in there so you know there was been a couple of i mean i never i never experienced it but you heard of other people experiencing where you know there's a snake in their, in their sleeping bag or in their tent, you know, so. Right. They're pretty rough so up there. You, so. you take your kids camping? I mean, they're getting getting to know the, we will. the lay of we the will. land. Adelaide, and... Adelaide's probably not like that. That Adelaide's a bit more different to we're up kind of our way. So Adelaide's scenery is a little bit different to what was on Crocodile Dundee, but we're, we're definitely, well, Christy was sort of brought up the same way as me. We did a lot of camping as kids and stuff, so we um, – We'll continue that tradition with our kids when probably in the next couple of years. A little bit, um, yeah, two and four is probably just a bit. Sure. Uh, you just, sure. Yeah, you know, for us, you don't want them wandering off to the to the water right. or, um, right. you know, just yet. So want to a bit more awareness with them, but um, we'll we'll definitely experience all that sort of stuff. You know. That's great. And that was a good thing about the miracles. They loved their camping as well, which was which was awesome. So we used to go camping a fair bit with the miracles nice. over in America. So that was that was great. 
That's nice. That's nice. Well, this, you know, yeah. Brendan, this has been fantastic to reconnect with you. And, uh, and again, you know, technology is amazing. I mean, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, from United States to have to apologize to our listeners. Uh, seems that technology is, uh, caught up with us. Uh, we got cut off. Uh, Brennan Jackson uh, from Southern Australia was a little disappointed. Uh, wanted to say some thank yous and and conclude um, with thank yous to uh, the Miracle family and um, the uh, city of Sturgis family in general, Sturgis Public Schools, for a phenomenal experience, which laid the foundation for his future. So again, uh, we apologize listeners uh, for the inconvenience. Thanks again for uh, listening and downloading our podcast all over the world. It's just been tremendous feedback. Um, you can get involved in our podcast by becoming a patron. And I believe, uh, you can um, join through the podbean.com or the app on your phone. Uh, it says become a patron uh, for $2 a month. You can support what we're doing here and uh, be much appreciated. And shout out to uh, Lugo Drywall and uh, Advantage Foot and Ankle Specialists. Uh, for being uh, supportive of our podcast. Thank you, and we look forward to another podcast uh, coming real soon. Thanks again.